Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Self and Pleasure Podcast, a podcast to help you unlock your deepest love and pleasure potential for an orgasmic life. I am Trisha, your favorite one-of-a-kind host. I am a self-love and pleasure coach, educator, toy reviewer, content creator, and so much more than that. So welcome back to episode number six of season two. And in this episode, I have got a guest speaker, which is Princess Vanessa. And if you maybe have heard the previous episode, she was already on. We have talked about kink um, and we just love that topic so, so much. And there's so much more to talk about. So we thought we're going to make another one. And this one is um, specific to kink um, in like 35, 40, because... It is a different era, and before I get too much into it, I'm going to pass over to Princess Vanessa. And first of all, happy birthday to you, and welcome back. It's like, happy birthday, happy birthday. Yeah, I'm 45. I'm quite happy to admit, you know, people say, don't ask a lady her age, and I'm like, ask me. I'm 45. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing I'm mid-40s. I'm embracing I'm aging. And that's the reason why we're doing this topic is because one of the big things is the changes, the changes. And when I say that, any woman right now is just going, is she talking about perimenopause and menopause? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's why we're saying 35 up because, honestly, that's the age. You can start anywhere. From 35 up, yeah, of course, um, hysterectomies and all that sort of stuff can make menopause happen. However, naturally speaking, without being on any hormonal birth control, blah, 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 peri and, of course, going through menopause. I haven't gone through menopause just yet. I'm on the peri, what I call the peri-peri journey. <laughs> and as far as my birthday goes, I did a big thing. For me, it is a big thing. Now, Trisha can relate. Yes, Trisha can relate. Long hair. I had long hair like Trish. I had long hair like Very long hair. Yeah, I had very long hair down to my ass. It was very long and thick. It was thick too. And one of my yeah, one of my big things for my birthday was to embrace my aging. One, I've got greys. I love that I've got greys in my hair and it's really starting to come through um, in bits and I'm refusing to die. And so hashtag Grombre and hashtag Silver Sisters <laughs> for that. Just, yeah, it's all like, you know, check those hashtags out, support. And uh, basically, yeah, it's one, embracing that and two, change my long hair I'm going to be honest for me this is for me I'm only speaking for my experience of course right now my long hair was me holding on to my youth for me it was me holding on to my youth me holding on to I had long hair through my 20s especially when I was a stripper I had my long hair through my 30s and everything I've always had quite long hair that was that's been a staple for me and then I realized why am I holding on to all this hair? I wanted to do something. I'm not a, I'll never be one of those, I will definitely say never. It's like one of those things like never say never, but I'm like, no, I'm a never, I'm never going to shave. No way. I could, I, I'm just like, I really don't get, I, no. <laughs> I, 
Unless, I, okay, never say never, but if someone offered a certain amount of money, I would think about it. But, <laughs> but not, never say never. Yeah, yeah, never say never. But so time, the thing about me and hair is, yeah, I had it long because that was youthful for me. That was my youth and I cut it uh, because, yeah, I wanted to embrace. I'm older now. I'm changing. And part of being older is the hot flashes. Yeah, all those little ladies around my age are just going to hop. You got the fan going, Vanessa? <laughs> no wonder you cut your hair. <laughs> so, yes, I'm kind of embracing a few things with the haircut. One, I'm 45. I'm not young anymore, but I'm not old. I'm also understanding this is literally midlife. I'm literally in a transition phase. I'm not young, but I'm not old. I'm ageing, but I'm not aged if that makes sense. And so, yeah, the haircut was part of all that, was going I'm ageing but not old just yet and I'm changing. My Everything about me is changing. It's a change, another change, and I embraced it as part of it. And then on my birthday, I buried it. I basically dug a hole, kept the hair that we cut, buried it with some flowers, you know, kind of did a little funeral for it as such because I am embracing, I am empowering menopause. I am am going through the changes. And so bye-bye youth, let's welcome in this new period. Instead of seeing it as a death of something bad, no, it's just a transition. It's a transition. I'm transitioning from all that youth, from all that stuff. I'm going in a transition period for a little while come out the other side. And I've been told by everyone that's postmenopausal, and I've heard and read a lot, <laughs> believe me, I'm surrounding myself with all the postmenopausal wis- wisdom right now, and they're all saying similar things. So once you hit that postmenopausal part, it's just you are not the same as a woman. It's a woman. I'm, I'm speaking for women here. You are not the same. You are not. It's just you. It's not just physically, hormonally, all the other things and that, but you as a person, you're just not the same after you transit, go through this peri and slash menopause transition period. You really are different. And I've heard that a lot of women find it more empowering. Uh, you become more uh, like, I'm going to say, you don't give a fuck. You really get to a point where you are now, sorry, I really don't give a fuck anymore. You, they... I, you know, they're more embracing, yeah, the aging process and everything. It's like, yeah, whatever. So um, that's why I wanted to talk about this topic in regards to kink because it's it has affected me, my own personal before, experience. Yeah. Before we get into um, talking about kink 35+, plus, um, I actually forgot to ask in the previous episodes, I think, um, Priestess Vanessa, why that name and what does it actually mean? Because if people are actually listening to it, like, what does Priestess mean? Like, why is that? Oh, this is a, this is a, it's an energy and a commitment. That's basically the TLDR version. (laughs) So the... Longer version is that I do have a personal background in witchcraft uh, and been a witch. And I embraced at a certain point in my life, I embraced the mother energy. And I kind of initiated myself into that energy. And as part of that, 
for me, my role was not to have physical children, but my role was priestessing. My role was to basically initiate others in a way, like I was the mother to others and their journey. I was priestessing in that way. And so that's the long version and it's an energy too because when I am priestess Vanessa, I tap into like a a part of me that's devotional and yeah, it's just it's it's such a deep honor honor honorific and a knowing and all of me basically, not just Vanessa, the cat and dog mum, you know <laughs> that sort of thing. This is this is Vanessa who understands death, who gets it. Vanessa who and she and that the magic, the magic I understand about life and ritual. I really, really love ritual and really understand the honor ritual. And that's the other part of the priestessing is because a lot of everything I did was ritualized. It, it was frameworks and systemized. And I had a very specific part of myself with my priestessing that would take people through rituals because I used to be doing um, in-person work. I no longer do right now, taking steps back for my own because I'm on my own journey right now. But I used to do in-person work a lot for men, but I also did stuff for women. And because it was in-person work, I really came into my priestess there. Yet, believe me, the energy, who I was, I held you, I saw you, I witnessed you, I took you through whatever the ritual was, be it kink or otherwise, because it kind of was adapted to the client. And the magic of that, the magic that comes from that. So hence Priestess yeah. Vanessa, and I haven't dropped the moniker because I'm just priestessing in a different way now. I'm still priestessing, but my priestessing has changed slightly. It's coming out from that mothering energy to now this what I call helping people through this transition phase of life sort of energy to see them, to hear them, to witness them, to help them understand they're not alone, seriously, <laughs> they're not alone, and to give them that space. So in a way, a space holder as well, in a way. But, yeah, that's a long version. So the TLDR yeah. I gave you earlier. <laughs> It is interesting because a lot of time it's just um, we just want to be heard, seen, and people holding space for us is so much worse these days. It's really, really interesting. When we talk about um, King for 35 plus, so what would you say is like the most important difference and why you think is that like something we need to like talk a little bit more about? Perimenopause. One word. Yep. It happens anytime from that age onwards. If you aren't having it happen earlier, like I'm only, like I said, 45, and I've only really started noticing everything this year. So I've only really been noticing for the last year and a half in a way, I've been tracking it. So it's in my 40s for me. But it's pretty much 35 plus. Anyone 35 plus, you are bound to hit perimenopause. And I'm going to say this, but this is a thing for every woman. Um, basically, okay, I'm going to be more specific because some people be like, mm, what about other certain people? I'd be like, anyone with a vulva, breasts, uh, who can have a, a menstrual cycle, you know, 
that sort of woman. <laughs> like I said, hysterectomies and other things can interfere with all this. However, even with hormonal birth control, even with having a hysterectomy, even with all this, we all, all women will hit menopause. Every single one of us will experience menopause. That's our one commonality. I don't care who you are, your status in life. You can do it naturally like me and hit Perry to go through it or you can like hysterectomies and all other sort of things to basically hit it. But it's one commonality and that is the reason why we've got to do this talking because it does change things. Your tolerance for things are going to change. Your menstrual cycle, holy mother, that's changing. Your hormones are changing. <laughs> Every single woman you talk to about this, hot flashes. Hot flashes. Oh my God. <laughs> and then also insomnia and sleep disturbances going on. Uh, that affects your kinking. How does it actually affect kink? So, all these from um, menopause, uh, premenopause, like what's the actual effect then on the kink? Anyone who does this, one of the big questions you need to ask if you're the top or the dom, if you're about to do anything with someone, is what's your sleep? How have you slept? Sleep is very, very important, uh, especially in regards to kink and being able to do certain kink. I would always be asking about that. And if someone who's on this journey like me has had sleep disturbance, either insomnia or it's just you literally wake up at whatever I am and you can't get back to sleep because it's part of it. It's just you just wake up and then you can go into anxiety and you, it's just all the things. It happens to a lot of women. It's very, very common symptom. That, if you're tired and exhausted and you can't, there's certain things I would definitely say do not do. Please do not do it. Also, you're bound up in rope, you're about to get suspended and you're having a hot flash. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's just a short, short, short form of it. Like you know, the hot flash is no joke. When you have a hot flash or flush, whatever you call it, it's no joke. It's no joke. You go red, you friggin' need to be put in an icebox. <laughs> you guys, the nearest no. freezer, send me to the North Pole. I'll melt it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's no joke. It will affect you. And then just your tolerance level. I have found, for me personally, and I've spoken to a few ladies around this, your tolerances change. Some days you're, you've got your pain slight, you're fine, give it to me, I'm okay. And the other days, because of the emotionality, because you become an emotional mess, I'm sorry, but some days you are an emotional mess. It's just like, oh, that's so pretty. I just cried. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just that all, I just want to kill everything right now. Fucking your chewing is irritating me. Fuck off. <laughs> the emotionality of this the moods, that's part of it, hormones, yay. <laughs> it's all changing us. We're not the same person each yeah. day. We literally are not. So 
The big thing for me also has been the change in my cycle because I kinked. When I did my kink, I kinked according to my cycle because I knew myself well enough to know that at this part of my cycle, what's called my inner spring and summer, certain things, hell yes, go for your life. Then come the luxury and all my inner autumn, certain things are off the table and certain things are on the table, more so. And then when I'm in my inner winter and when I'm in my bleed, Oh, yeah, there's a whole heap off the table. Let's be all very gentle with me right now. (laughs) I'm more snuggly. I want more soft touch and or else no touch or just, I don't know, just it was different. So I was very much in tune with my cycle, cycle and regular. Now, my cycle, it's I'm at the start of perimenopause, so I'm still regular-ish. But it changes in that the duration of it changes. So I'll still have my two to three days of heavy bleeding, which is fine. I'm okay. But then it could either go where I usually just went for five, and then I went light for day four, five, maybe six. I'm now going past day seven to day 10, and I'm still bleeding. And it might be light. It might be very, very light, but I'm still bleeding. I'm all, I've had all the tests, people. Don't worry. I've had all the tests. I'm okay. I'm just what's called in the symptoms phase and nothing else is going on for me. But you definitely, unfortunately, need to get all the tests. It's expensive, unfortunately, this part of our journey. It can be because you need to go to your GP. You need to get all the tests there that you can. Definitely make sure they push. Please find a GP that kind of understands perimenopause. Not all of them will. I'm going to say that up front. There's going to be GPs and health professionals that be Nah, it's not perimenopause. Nah, that's just, you know, poo-poo you away. It's just like, no, find someone who could do that or a naturopath and go do the tests because it's better to know where you're at than dealing with it and going, I think something's wrong. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that, the symptoms, it's all the symptoms. You're not the same person each day. Your moods fluctuate. Your sleep's changing. Yeah, it's just oh, and the other one for me, which and I know other ladies have experienced this, the body changes. I know for me, I went from someone who was, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be very vulnerable on this and I'm quite happy to do this. I went from someone very body confident. I was body confident all through my twenties, all through my thirties, till now. And then last year and a half, because my peri started, my body changed. I gained weight, my metabolic rate changed, which is common. This is all very, very common symptoms, by the way. My metabolic rate changed, so I gained weight. I, Even though I'm still moving my body, I'm still doing a lot of stuff. And I'm sitting there going, I don't quite like this. Like, okay, one, I do like my boobs more now. I've been part of the itty-bitty titty committee for a long time. And I, one of the big things for gaining weight was, Oh, I got boobs. I I can fill everything out. Are you ready to unlock your deepest love and pleasure potential for an orgasmic life? Then come join your self-love and pleasure queendom or kingdom. If you are working within the sex, self-love and pleasure field as a professional coach, toy reviewer, adult content creator, then come join the brothers and sisters circle. And if you would like to see more of me, your favorite one of a kind, Trisha, 
You can join Trisha's life. You can join it all by going to selflovepleasure.com. I can't wait to connect with you there. But, but then I look down and I go, oh, stomach. Eh. That, that. And then I go look at my ass and I can start to, I can look at certain parts of me and I can start to see the aging, the signs, the things that perimenopause is part of. It's, and that's gone from body confidence to what I call body neutrality. Like I said, sometimes I'll go into body negativity and look down and go, you know, can I just get cosmetic surgery on that? (laughs) I have had that thought. However, then I return to what I try to do is body neutrality because I know sometimes it's actually a step too far to go to body love, like having loving all the bits. I, like I said, love my breasts, yep. absolutely adore them, really enjoying having them bigger <laughs> naturally. However, the stomach definitely for me, it's a little bigger, it's a little looser now, doesn't feel as toned anymore and it's, and it's honestly – while I say there's nothing I can do, yeah, some people will be like, why don't you get cosmetic surgery and all this? I'm not, I'm not someone that way inclined. I don't, I don't like surgery, period, full stop. I try to avoid it. <laughs> and I'm just like seeing the changes to my body that are un- not, well, I say unavoidable, but it's, it, you are aging. I am aging, you know, it's, it's part of the change. And so that affects how I feel in rope even. When I do shibari, I used to love it. But now if there's a photo, like there was a photo uh, someone took of me while I was partially suspended in some rope and my stomach hung down. And even though there was like a rope kind of on it, kind of holding it, I looked at, it was just the angle and everything. And I looked at it and I went, I went, I really had that reaction. I'm quite going to be happy to be vulnerable like that and actually had a reaction going, oh, my God, look at that stomach and picking myself apart. So, yeah, so I try to be what I call body neutral at the moment because of all the changes and I'll work on going from body neutral to body love and back to being body confident. I will get there. I know I will. But, I, yeah, I went from body confident. I'm, I'm certain you will. You, you are on the right track with that. Like you are yeah. aware of it and you're already like changing your language to neutral. So this all the right steps that you're doing. And it all makes sense of what you're saying. Because first I was like, yeah, these are all the symptoms, but how is that affecting the kink? And it does make sense. So if you're less sleep, sleep disturbance, it's not good to like make good choices in regards to like kink and like tolerance is going to change your body changes the hot flashes of course and like you said with the cycle makes so much sense too like i know my cycle now too and knowing oh i'm ovulating i'm i'm doing all the like the toy reviews when i'm ovulating and i'm like more into like kinky and more experimenting and adventurous but if it comes to like just before my period and the time of my period i'm like nah <laughs> do not touch me that way like leave me a little bit alone and everything is more like <laughs> so it does make sense but I'm also thinking like there are benefits to kink from a certain age so what do you think are the benefits for people who are like kinky or doing kink when they're like 35 plus I mentioned it I mentioned this um we had a little chat earlier just everyone I but I I said this 
and I agree with it, you kind of start getting to a point where you don't give a fuck. Like you start, you it's, how can I say, you start moving from being, there's a couple of things actually. It's all happening. Oh, my brain's all like, mention this, mention this, mention this. <laughs> so, so like, I know all the benefits. So let me just take a breath and go, okay, brain, shut up. <laughs> The first one is, is that um, I'll mention is your voice. Uh, a lot of women, it's definitely for, I find more women than men, but a lot of women start to honour their voice uh, around this age. You start to get more clear on, ah, this is my no, this is my yes, these are the things I'm curious about. You start to start to communicate better. You start to know yourself a little better, hopefully. I, I know there's, of course, some women that don't, but that's up to them. However, yeah, you start definitely knowing yourself better because you're monitoring these symptoms and everything. You're basically monitoring yourself more, so you are starting to really understand yourself a lot more and then, of course, use your voice a lot more. So you're going to speak up, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, this is what I like, don't like. And then I'm going to say because of the constant changes, your resilience changes. You become more resilient. I, 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 how does that relate to kink? Oh, believe me, it relates to a lot of things, not just kink. <laughs> it's we're resilient. If we can get, it's like if I can get through this. Wow, you know, like how powerful is that? And also, um, just a more. I just find when older people play, there just seems to be less need to be seen, if you know what I mean. Like they're not, they're less performative. That's the word I'm looking for. They're less performative. Less of a performance as yes. well? Yeah, less performative and more you can see they're really actually enjoying this and this person's really into this and you, they're really actually clear and I find a lot of older people work more clear and we're more better about consent. It's less, there's always going to be ego for some people. Uh, we can't avoid that. It's been part of being human. Uh, try and avoid that ego and good luck on that. <laughs> You're human. It's going to be there. <laughs> However, I think that's it also. There's a lot of people we get to around this age I'm going to say, especially for women, your kids are older. Especially if you had your kids in your 20s or your 30s and stuff, your kids are older. So you start being a little bit more adventurous, don't you? That's the other benefit. The kids are older. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more freedom to actually like go for what you desire, um, understanding your desires, communicating your desires, but also your boundaries. So it all makes sense. It's like kind of becoming. I would almost say safer, but it's just because you are getting more experienced and you know your own worth and you know what you want and you start communicating because you, like you said, give less, less of up. Yeah. And the other benefit I'll just say for me personally that I've experienced is that I don't have a rush anymore. I notice mm -hmm. for me, I'm slowing down. I'm not rushed with it all anymore. I used to be, even in my late 30s, I used to be a little bit more, 
want to do all the things, need to learn all the things. You know, there was a bit of frenzy, a little bit of frenzy to my um, kink. But at the same time, I just, I felt like I was rushing. And now I, I'm happy to say no to a lot more things. I'm okay. Like the amount of kink I've actually done this year compared to a few other years, and I'm not even talking about lockdown times and everything. I actually had a lot of, I actually had an active kink life um, during the lockdown and it was all online. People get their mind blown when I say online and kink and they go, how's that work? And I'm going, oh, it worked well for two years. Worked very well. I did online kink for two years, very regularly, and it worked very, very well. Uh, but regardless, that even though, even then I was just like, just recently, it's just all this thing, I'm just slowing down. I just don't have a rush. I'm more, not choosy, that is so not the word. It's just I'm more intentional. That's the word. Yeah, I'm more intentional with everything. I'm not in a rush to have to do tie everyone anymore. I might tie you, I might not tie you. I might be tied or I might not be tied. I, you know, for rope, rope's going to always be one of my love languages with kink. I'm always going to be linked to that. I just, <laughs> the reason why I talk about it. But also with um, spanking and impact play, I also have that as a love language. I'm no longer craving it anymore or like in a rush to have it. It's, it's like happy for you to spank my ass and various other bits. <laughs> but it's just like I'm no longer rushing for that anymore, those experiences. I'm more appreciative too of the experiences that I do have really yeah. more appreciative I really can sit there and say I did a kink scene recently actually um it was a mixture of one my birthday someone was celebrating a anniversary of some kind and we talked about it and we had this kink scene um, that involved me and all this sort of stuff and it went for a while it was a decent kink scene it went went for quite a while we knew it was going to take like half a day and it was brilliant. I can just sit there right now and just be like, yes, like that. Just smile, sit back and relax and just remember the scene and go, yes. And that will satisfy me for a while now. I'm no longer in a rush. Oh, I've got to do kink every weekend now. Oh, I've got to do this every, you know, I don't have that super big craving anymore because I'm going to say right now, another big of the changes that are, and it's common again, very common so you're not alone in this every all the women going through this is our sex yeah our libido and stuff it really does change really does change this period because yes our body's changing so it can be linked to that for some women but it's also linked to everything else you're going through all those other changes with the other symptoms yeah libido kind of takes a drop because of course hormones uh so yeah 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 i'm kind of Whilst I've still got sexual energy, big thanks to Tantra and everything I've done for the last 10 years, I've still got very much potent sexual energy. I'm just not in a rush to what I call fuck anymore. I, yep. It's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. I found it really interesting when you said um, kink online because I recently talked to someone um, on my fans page and there is like a guy who said, oh, I'm self-roping myself and I'm always like, wow, I've never really thought about like putting rope on myself, but there is, um, I've seen that one course or masterclass that you have done at um, Yoni Licious about 
how to put rope on yourself, how to like um, miss a spanking as well. And I don't know, how do you call that like self kink or how do you call that? Now, I'm curious maybe to um, get a little bit more into that to also offer that to my clients on the self-love and pleasure world, Queendom and Kingdom, because it's all about like self-love, self-pleasure um, and pleasure in general, but also kink and maybe like self kink or whatever it's called would be yeah, really good for me too. I, I'm a big proponent of that because yeah. I, I, I'm very single. I'm very much single. And so if I do have a need, I'm like, can't exactly just ring someone up right now. I don't actually have someone in my vicinity who I'll just ring up and be like, can you spank me? Even if it's a friend, it's like, this is the other side of it. I'm big on what I call kinking with friends. It's Totally fine to do platonic kink and lots of people in the kink scene will spank you and not need to fuck you, people. Kink and sex are not interlinked. <laughs> so uh, I'm just, I know I said in that last one, but I'm repeating that in this one too just to further point that out. But regardless, uh, yeah, sometimes you just – I. it's funny because people do what's called tapping on themselves anyway for like um, qigong and stuff like that. And I'm all like, uh, how's this different? It's just like that. You're just doing – it's another – to me, it's all sensation. I call myself a sensation slut ultimately because it's all sensation for me. And so sometimes putting rope on myself is a sensation I want. Like I hugging myself in my arms is one thing and sometimes it's not enough. And so I'll put some rope around me and it's just like squeak, make sure it's really tight. And I'm like, oh, there's – Oh, and just feel the tightness on me, and this, and it's just like, oh, that's soothing me right now. Or well, sometimes I do need to tweak my nipples and give myself some nipple torture and play because it's just yeah. like I'm actually really horny right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm then true. I'm, I'm actually yeah. actually I'll finish off on this, and then here's my biggest one. I I call it doming yourself. So what you do, you can do this one of two ways. You can literally dom yourself to kind of like sit there and be like, you will sit down, kind of tell yourself to do something, you know, and then you turn into, you allow yourself to turn into your sub self and then you do it. Or you can use things. I have done this. People, I have done this. I have used apps. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm going to mention it. Insight Timer is one of my favorites. I'll use the Insight Timer app. I'll find a guided breath work. So this allows me to get into the DS stuff, allows me to feel like I'm in surrender to someone got, you know, telling me to do something when I'm needing that. So I will literally find something like that or even if it's a, a tutorial on YouTube, <laughs> like something that's someone where someone's telling me to do something. <laughs> I'll just find that and I'll use that and then in my head I've turned it around to say, no, they're my dom and I'm the sub, even though it's a video or whatever, it's a guided meditation. And I'm like changing it around in my head to give me the story. This is my dom. I'm going to listen to my dom. I'm going to serve my dom. I'm going to do as they say. <laughs> yeah. So that allows me to get the DS element when I'm feeling like I really want to be subby, but I don't have anyone to call. I'm something. <laughs> Very true, though, because I, I haven't actually thought about it, but I'm self-kinking myself, too. Like, I put a blindfold on myself, um, you know, I um, slap myself, um, use tools on myself, kinky tools, nipple clamps, like, um, 
I've even like done other things just to myself. I just never thought about rope, but I don't know why, <laughs> because I've done all the other stuff so much. Um, it's just interesting. So I'm going to have to like definitely look a little bit more into that to get some more course content on this. I think this will be really interesting and a great addition to my uh, little online course section. Um, is there anything else you want to add in regards to King 35 plus before we end this episode? Speak to people. Like it's ask questions as my biggest thing because you'll find you're not alone. Uh, that's the biggest one. A lot of people, for whatever reason, even with the internet being around and social media and everything, sometimes we do, we get it on our heads. We do, we get in our heads and think no one understands, da, da, da. Believe me, there's a lot of us just start speaking it and you'll find someone who'll be allowed to also just speak also this. You need to be upfront with people to say, I don't want to be fixed because unfortunately, <laughs> speak your boundary on that, people. If you don't want to be fixed and you just want to be heard, unfortunately, people will naturally go into, try this. Have you tried this herb? Have you tried? They'll naturally want to try and help you. It's just, okay, I get where they're coming from, but sometimes literally I just want to have a whinge or I just want to be heard and I just, just want someone to say, I see you, I understand. You know, I'm not you, but I do understand, you know, and speak that. If sometimes all you're wanting when you're doing this is just to be heard, do that. Like, like I said, Start the, your voice didn't quite develop in your twenties and thirties. We are getting older now. Develop that voice. <laughs> prime time, prime time. You're going to definitely do it. Believe me. If if it if you don't start at a certain point, you'll get like you just will. So it's like it just happens. I feel like it just happens for a lot of women around this area era of our life. It's just all of a sudden we didn't have a voice. Now we start developing it. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast again. And maybe you're going to come on again because I feel like there's still so much more to talk about. 